one pod today we're doing a track walk hopefully a timely track walk and not one that goes off the rails uh today we are talking about um stupid questions stupid answers some predictions hot takes uh kill mary boff killing matthew marrying erica boffing a sheep <laughs> oh my god mr williams we do r.i.p uh, 79 years young. Looking a slight little drink to that. Pour one out. Pour one out. We're not gonna. Don't pour on the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is new. But yeah, he will be missed. He will be missed. So we're going um, just kind of with it today. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna freestyle it. There's not that much news. No. But but before we get to the news, I'm Erica. I'm Matt. I'm Ashish. I'm Whitney. And we're the F1 pod. Back again. Consistent. Weekly. Yeah, we may not post the last episode yet. We're going to post this episode and the last episode probably at the exact same time. <laughs> Two we for one why deal. Why might not know that? And we don't have sponsors. So if we did... It would be different. So if you want to pay for this podcast to happen, let us know. We'll be timely. Contact <laughs> at the F1pod.com. What happened to our coffee sponsorship? Oh, we still have that, but we're not making any money. Wow. <laughs> Sheldon, where's our dollars? Don't name names. <laughs> <laughs> it's not his fault. <laughs> Could they pay us some coffee? Yes, uh, we I actually need that. should. We're definitely going to spot... Uh, Gigan Press Coffee today because these next two races will require Gigan Press Coffee nice if we're going to enjoy them. Nice segue. Uh, we've been lucky these last few races with normal time zones. Too lucky, and I, I mentioned in the last episode that hasn't released yet, so no one's heard it. But um, I didn't set my lineup for fantasy at all. Did I. I missed it. It's I okay. completely missed it because everything was done by the time like qualifying was already happening. By the time I realized I didn't do it. Totally got spoiled. And if I had gig and press coffee <laughs> by using the F1 pod for 33% off my first order, I would have not missed that. Really? Probably not. But <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I, uh, I, I think uh, a note to the guys who are on F1 Fantasy, maybe just have a default lineup that people can select. They yeah. should have Hammerbot as like a normal, right? Every single time, like just right. set Hammerbot by default. They, they should just put in. Fan, or like fantasy football, they just have like your default whatever you have. So yeah. you should just you should just auto fill to like set Danny one Rick. in the beginning. That's like yeah. your normal one, and it uploads well, it every. You have week your three drivers, change. so they should just auto fill it to where I have Danny Rick, Gasly, and Perez. Also good. It should just be like. Perez, Danny, Gasly. Well, I was thinking, three. why don't you set your lineup, your predictions once? It just keeps doing the same predictions every week. Unless, unless you change, unless you change it. it. Mm. Also a good option. We'll send an email. We'll send an email. FantasyGP.com. I know they're 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 putting this thing together themselves, so um, it's better than the F1 than F1.com. That is very fantasy, true. Which I've totally just like not. I think I signed up for that. I did, and I, I get emails about it. I've looked at it. Since. It says, <laughs> "Hey Matt, you are." Really low. <laughs> <laughs> you are not good. <laughs> You're neglecting your team. <laughs> I am average. I think I'm like number I, six thousand out of eleven thousand. I do have Danny yeah. Ricardo though. So after Monza, that was pretty cool. We were like Matt, you have the winner. <laughs> <laughs> I have yet to successfully pick a winner because I always pick 
the wrong burr or ham because mm. I just underestimate them. And uh, every time, every time. I think Every I picked time. a couple winners, but I am not high in our fantasy league. I'm feeling pretty I'm like good. You're a mid tier. Are you that low? I'm I'm low. Or is it just because your team? It's because of Aston Martin, isn't it? Probably. Aston Martin's killed you. Wait, you made the switch to Aston Martin. She's no, no, no. I had sense. Aston Martin, and I was gonna switch it to Alpine last race, and then I forgot to set my lineup as well, and I almost switched it to Alpine, and then they did amazing. Which means they cost more. Yeah. It's just been a little bit of a mess. So let me start with this. Let me start with this. I know we're talking fantasy, but that actually brings up a good point. Let me start with this. I'm going to start asking some just like generic questions here. Go for it. Around the horn, got it. Are we, like we still have the battle for first happening for the drivers and the constructors. Mm -hmm. I don't feel the same about the battle for third and fifth as I once did. It kind of feels like this last weekend really separated the pack between Ferrari and McLaren and Alpine and the rest of the field. Right. Am I wrong in thinking that? Am I too ahead? Is there still so much that can still happen in two races? Ferrari's been crazy consistent for the second half of the season. I honestly don't think uh, Charles Leclerc has been getting enough press or shout outs during the the race coverage like he's just there I don't there. think so either like he's, he's just kind of, of he's like racing his own race where he races his own race there and yeah. he's doing well but he's not really fighting anyone I think their weird focus that they always have obviously the Hamilton. They do. Well, they always. They generally are with Alonso. They always do, and the race for thirteenth is. <laughs> we're like, who cares about the battle for thirteenth or fourteenth? They always show these insane. But that's where the only action yeah. is happening. Well, Everyone yeah. else is just driving along. And <laughs> and it does make do you think about reverse second. grids, which I mean, it's stupid. The idea that people actually want reverse grids in F one, mm-hmm. but. It would be fun, just as like you a, saw what Lewis did in Brazil, and it does make you think like they would probably be fine. Well, I, I think reverse grids, but if, I think it also partially, you know, there's a, a main one of the main quotes I'm thinking about is by Alonso, but I've heard a lot of the F1 drivers say that. Um, the car is really what makes the driver. And so I feel like a reverse grid would invalidate how good of a driver Hamilton is a lot of the time. They'd be like, see, he's a good... I think it's the opposite. I think it would show just how great they are because they have to maneuver all those people to get there. And so I don't care how fast your car is, you still have to keep it clean and pass 19 cars. I think the majority of the comments after Hamilton had that amazing race with those 25 penalties from from all of the the, the drivers were yeah he's a good driver yeah, like that's driver. an amazing performance like yeah. people who normally don't give out praise for free were, were giving it out and i think there was a there was some tweet that i saw from one of the f1 journalists to the effect of actual drivers that was a great driving performance twitter drivers it's the car like it's just one of those <laughs> things right. where Arguments. it's yeah it's you know i think uh, the reverse grid would be good, but I if you impose it every time, doesn't that create just a perverse incentive for the top teams to not try? Like, is it actually right. creating a good, good, good show for the for the fans, or do you give somebody points for qualifying, but then you reverse the grid so that 
you know, you still, you, you know, if, if, if you, if you, if you qualify first, you get 10 points, mm. but then you start last. So, so the, you have an incentive to finish at the top, but the grid is reversed, right? So you balance I, the, the two. I think that they should just surprise them with it and let them do normal qualifying and be right. like, surprise, <laughs> just reverse grid. Ooh, then you get into the whole, the fixes in because, you know, like any, any time you reverse the grid and it ends up, uh, advantaging one driver versus the other, it may make the, the, you know, people think like, oh, well, whoever selected this race for the reverse grade, you know, had some nefarious intent to help. Well, it's just like I the still driver like the surprise the car. Yeah. of it. Unless they pick it at the race and it's like a Ooh, little child. They should let the pole, yeah. p- pole winner decide. What if the sprint or races were decides. Mario decides. What if it was just the sprint races? I mean, yeah, I, I think that would be fun. Or but, just like But you also, it's like... Do, do you, three reverse grid sprint races. Do you have enough laps for sprint races to do it, though? I mean, uh, Hamilton like 20... made it from 20th to 5th in 27 laps. Well, so. well, I guess we should we should start off by asking, like, what is it that we're trying to accomplish with the reverse grid? Is it chaos. more exciting? Hmm? Just chaos. Well, would, why do we want chaos? Because it's fun. <laughs> work, work with me. If this was an improv class, we would be failing. Underwear! America. Name a subject! Carrots! Yes and. Yes and me. Uh, no, but I'm saying, like, wh- why would we... What is lacking in today's F1 races that we're trying to fix with the reverse grid? Passing. Passing. Okay. So, if we're trying to uh, fix the lack of passing because of the arrow issue, so next year... Hopefully the cars are less aerosensitive, so we should see whether that improves passing. The same way that DRS okay. improved the, the rate of passing, which we covered in a, in a previous part. Right. No, and I, I don't disagree with your logical mm-hmm. review of this, and I truly don't think that a reverse grid would be a good idea, but from the sheer chaos aspect of it, right. I am all for it. <laughs> I still want people like, to get on board with I my sprinkler idea on the racetrack, but nobody wants to do that. Reverse grid is one of those ideas that's so bad it's funny. This is true. And it would it's really just one of those uh, <laughs> reverse I mean, I can see why racers... Like, terrible. I, I don't know if y'all have seen the reactions. Like, I think there's one video I've seen where Lewis is reacting to the question, like, what do you think of reverse grids? And he's like, are you hearing yourself? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, do you hear the, the words that you're saying? It's like in a right. tournament, like basketball, you have the first seed play the lowest seed. Like, you're going to give the person who's the first seed... Right, the second the, seed? The, no. Yeah. Why would you do just, that? I think a way to do that is... Uh, what you're trying to do is handicap the top performers. So right. one way to accomplish this is steal their tire. Uh, they only play with three the right lines, which is which is to to change the tire selection available to the top ten. I was gonna say make them race on three. <laughs> you really holding on to the chaos thing. But or or Flintstone, Flintstone. What if? So, um, I know... Lewis does work out a lot. He could probably figure some way to just run that thing. Or Ricky Bobby style, they just have to stop, like, 100 meters short, get out of the car, and finish running. It's a triathlon now. Botas gets a a cycle. (laughs) Bike riding. What if... We talked about what we said we were going to talk about. (laughs) Quick question. One last question, and then we go to... Stupid questions, stupid answers. I think we already are there. We're already there. Um, 
What if, so like I know for, was, who gets the money at the end? Ferrari, McLaren, what are the traditional? You mean the legacy teams yeah, the that legacy always get was... money? Uh, Ferrari gets money, McLaren, McLaren gets money, I believe Williams yeah. gets money. So what if they take the like bottom tier teams mm. and they give them a pot of money that they get to budget with so they get a little more to, to invest in the car? Like if you're going to be talking about trying to handicap they might as well try to make a, a better car for the drivers to, to mix it up so why doesn't f1 just take the money they give the legacy teams and just give it to the bottom but so that's, that's, that's where... a good idea and it's a it's, sorry to interject it's a good idea in the sense that uh what the way that they're implementing it is by putting more budget restrictions on the more winning teams. So the higher, oh, so, they are doing that. so so they're so they're not instead of giving the lower teams a part of cash, what they're doing is restricting the amount of testing the top teams can do. So the more you score, the lower testing and the research you can do to increase parity. So for example, they measure how many teraflops of fluid dynamic data your supercomputer is running. Like this is another tier of the sport that we're talking about, right? right? So they're like, okay, top team, there's a percentage. As you get more successful, you get to spend less money, which in theory is supposed to have the same effect as giving the lower teams more value with their mm -hmm. budget. Right. But it, your idea is good in that it's it's in the same veins of like, how do we help create parity with the, with the lower teams? Right. Because if that was going to happen and say you give money to the bottom three teams if the fourth team realizes that they're not going to give money do they, they just stop racing again? you know i yeah. think they should give them more engine allowances so i think like williams mm, and yeah. haas should be allowed to run four or five engines without a penalty which means they can potentially run them at a higher engine mode relative to the works right. Ferrari team yeah. or the works mercedes team yeah um but I think phrasing it the way that they've done that with the testing caps of you get fewer engine allowances mm -hmm. at the higher levels because there still is incentive to perform well, but it's not in the if you do bad, you get rewarded. I mean, essentially that is what happens, mm -hmm. but the phrasing of it. I guess that's parody. Like, I mean, other sports yeah. have parody. Like, so in the in NFL draft is one example of parody, right? Like, trying to give the lower seeded teams the higher end of the draftees. Yeah, I mean, there's a famous saying um, a couple years ago. There was a video of the Steelers head coach. Um, they were playing against uh, a guy who was the number two overall pick of the draft. And he told him before the game, he goes, you know, I don't, I don't coach guys like you. I'm never that high in the draft. I never yeah. get to coach guys like you. Uh, the other side of the token is there's a reason why those teams are bad. It's not always the players. Mm, so right. it's always the same kind of teams down there. There's different ways to do it. I mean, at the end of the day, smart management gets you to the top. There's a reason why Mercedes has been there as long as they have. There's a reason why Red Bull is fighting for it this year. Mm. Um, there's a reason why Ferrari and McLaren are getting after a third. Like, they're well-managed. They've got a ton of technology. They've invested a ton of money mm -hmm. into it. Um, while Haas, as we know, I mean, I'm, they're, they're kind of like the punching bag, but also, like, they have said, we're not investing in this season. Correct. We're not worrying about it. We're literally surviving. 
and we're looking at next year. So you could technically say they did the equivalent of an NBA team who tries to get the number one overall pick because they think that the, the whoever the number one pick in that draft is will be enough to get them over the hump the next year. Nikita Mazepin. <laughs> <laughs> who says white men can't dunk? <laughs> Which fun I would love to see Nikita shoot a basketball. I know they had the ESPN thing at the Austin Grand Prix. Yeah. I don't think I saw Nikita take a shot. Um, I know George Russell had never shot a basketball in his life. And you could tell. <laughs> <laughs> was he like? Was he like dribbling with both hands? He, he grabbed, you know, he definitely did like a two-handed like like pump shot. Full body, like full body, just like like it was, it was nasty. Did he usually have his butler do the shots for him? Oh come on, George. <laughs> uh, which on the on the note before I forget, I read an article today that uh, Nikita's father, Dimitri personally paid for an extra chassis to be built for his son because Haas had two accidents and they ride off both chassis and they created a new one but they gave it to Mick Schumacher and he put it much better so Dimitri was like my son complained about his chassis so guess what I just pointed up the money had the team make another one just for him Oh my God! I mean, look, you can't. Must be nice to be daddy. If I was a rich dad and my son was in Formula One and he needed a new chassis and I had the money, I'd do it too. Okay, but if your son was Nikita Mazepin, do you think you would have let to let him get to the point of yes, you are good enough to race in F one? Absolutely. No, you wouldn't have. Like well, hell. I mean, if your son raced like Nikita Mazepin, you would tell him you were worthy of being in well, the top he twenty drivers of the world. In Nikita's defense, he doesn't really race anyone. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, but the point of being an F1 driver is racing. His greatest enemy is the wave. Like, <laughs> Gunter's basically just like, look, man, don't wreck it. And if you do, like, don't hit a wall. I cannot <laughs> wait to see Gunter on this season of Drive to Survive. That is one good like thing about Drive to Survive. You get a lot of Haas. They're, they're yeah. all, Haas is like, oh, Gunter's you want to totally follow us? <laughs> Absolutely. Me? Am I the drama? <laughs> also, Am Mick I the drama? And Mick and Nikita are pretty spicy, too. They don't get along? No. No, not at all. Uh, that was that Wait, all What that... was the race? Well, he had the was shirt. It, Mick had Coda? the shirt on. No, was... yeah, yeah. I think that's that was the race where there was some drama between, I think, who was supposed to give a yeah, who or two or qualifying. And or, like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, calm down, children. They yes. cut each other off, and it was a whole I remember thing. Mick, in, the, be- in the, like, the first race of the season, Mick wore um, a shirt that um, was pretty political. I mean, it's... It's pretty, like, humanitarian, but it's, like, we believe women, we respect women, or all of that, essentially in response to... Mazepin. Mazepin. Which that Mazepin, like, we say no to Mazepin controversy, people forgot about it real fast. That was all that stuff before the season, and then now it's just, everything's turned to, well, you know... Sucks and Nikita is like 43 seconds behind. It's because Nikita, everyone universally dislikes him just because. So I don't think there's like a they need another reason to dislike him. Yeah, I mean, I I think it could be one of two things where it's F1, so you know, humanitarian issues are easily ignored based on where they book races. Yes, but yeah, based on where the season's finishing. Um, 
I think that he has proven himself to be a terrible driver and everyone's just kind of like, ah, oh, well, Justice, like, you're a well, shitty driver and, and you're a shitty human, so... Well, you read about all these young drivers in F2 right now and how there's definitely a logjam. Mm-hmm. Um, which, and we've had this conversation this season before where during all the driver changes where it's like, man, there's just... One, I mean, it's always been tough to race F1, right? Like, there's yeah. only 20 spots. Yeah. Um, I mean, poor Giovinazzi. I mean, yeah. look, I mean, he's in Formula E. But we talked about it's not the, like he's a bad driver. We you know, talked he's about picked the class right away. That that the, the class that they have now, all the younger ones like, like Norris, Leclerc, mm-hmm. Gasly, um, Albon, Albon, all of them. They were like they're top tier, and they're all in the same class. So now the next class is just has to wait for so for them to either be like flame out. Leave I mean, Zhao, the kid from the Chinese kid, he he he's part of that class that's kind of he breaking is. in. Yeah. So yeah. it's gonna be really cool to see him. Yuki's part of that class, I guess. Also, right? Because he, I mean, he's a rookie out of F two. Him he's and Lando are baby. similar. He's a baby. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I feel like that's why I was a little bit disappointed to see Fernando Alonso come back. Yep. And you know, I know why. Do you think he still it. has a while? I mean, he's forty. But he's doing well relative to Esteban. He, I mean, he is. Esteban's done okay. He's done all right. Hey, but he, he won a race. He's won a race. But the question is, is like it was handed to you, him. But he already but. has a world championship. He's not in a car that's gonna win him another one. Is what's the motivation? I mean, these guys are have been Annoying racing me. since like four years old like so it's in their blood that's all they do yeah. like that's their that's their core identity so i get why they're personally motivated to continue doing it i think the problem is that the sport incentivizes having these old guys like having a kimi raikkonen because he draws in the sponsorship dollars sure. he draws in the views but that leaves like two three four drivers across right. his decades long career that could have had that seat that Never got it right. I mean, that's the problem. So how do you? It's, it's but why don't they use them as like? Real quick, real quick, real quick. Uh, hold that same. Hold that. Hold that. Hold that. Hold that. Hold that. Hold that. No, no, I know. Hold on. You mentioned something really funny about how you say like the old guys. Uh, I thought it was really funny. I saw Grosjean is up for Rookie of the Year <laughs> in IndyCar. Yeah. And he was like, I never thought it's like 36 years old. I'd be up for a rookie. He but did here really I am. well. Yeah. He he, really he, well. He, there was one race in particular. I don't know which one it is. I'm not keen on IndyCar. But he, um, he made a really nice move over a corner. You can probably find like Grosjean IndyCar yeah. uh, overtake. Uh, he had a good season. But anyways, I'm sorry. Continue. It just made me think of it. I didn't want to forget. Go ahead. You but, probably forgot But this is... No, no, no. <laughs> okay. it's a, right. It was a statement, not a question. Excellent. Or I guess maybe a part of the question. But it could be like... So we have the Sounders, the Major League Soccer in the United mm-hmm. States for Seattle. They take all of these big-name players that came, and they bring them on in different aspects. So like Brett Evans was a big-time player for the Sounders, and now he's one of the, the marketing reps. So sure. he's on the field. He does all of the, the game sponsorships and stuff, and he's one of the the spokespeople for the Sounders. And so they have a lot of people like that. Why doesn't F1 take all of these older people, Kimi, Vettel, Alonzo, and have them sign a contract to where they get sponsorships so they're still tied to the cars, but mm-hmm. they're not driving? I mean, I feel like this is... A better use of everyone's time. They do, but I mean, like, 
Mika Hakkinen, who was a world yeah. champion for, for McLaren, still does publicity. But I think they do. I think the, what the like Renault corporate sitting in their headquarters in, in France are going, like, we're the only Renault power team. We need to get sponsorship dollars. And sponsorship dollars come for the drivers who are racing the car. And we'd rather go with a known quantity that's Fernando Alonso that we know that has recognition, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And that's, I mean, yeah, he could definitely do that PR role, but they're never going to get the bang for the buck other than having on the car. And that's to the detriment of all these young drivers. Well, look, Alonso wants to race, and he got an opportunity to race. <laughs> like, I, I, you can't hate on the guy, well, right? I, like, I, I, Eric can. <laughs> the rest of y'all can't. Well, I, so, so going back to the whole, like, how do we how do we help the lower tier teams and how do we help the, the younger former drivers? One idea, I, I don't know if I came up with this or if I had read it from somewhere and I'm copying it, is to give... You came up with it. Is to give the lower teams enough budget to run a third car. So mm-hmm. on Friday practice, you run three drivers, and then the two that finish better end up going. So you have the budget to get like an F two driver on a. Why not drive. just make all the teams have three drivers? That would be but with the lack, I know, but I'm like, increase parity. I understand right? that, but I'm saying like with the lack of teams and engine suppliers. Why not make it to where we have more drivers? Thirty drivers on track. That'd be awesome. But then that you could cut it. At, but then you could cut. So you could do qualifying. That is a lot. That is a lot. You 30 could do 30, a lot. 30, 30 for qualifying, but then ten just get cut from the next day. So what do you do? Like six through so ten you cut, get two drivers. That, that used to happen, right? So so there was a time when Formula One had a lot of privateer teams, right? Yeah. So and when the formula was super loose, and you had this rule, like I think a hundred and eight percent rule. So if you finished in qualifying more than hundred and eight percent outside of the time set by the by the front runner. You'd get cut, and so in like the nineties, like you would have like guys who would qualify, who would try to qualify, and they'd be like, "Sorry, Jimbo, your homemade whatever <laughs> Suzuki Ford, blah blah blah, did not make it." Your Honda Fit isn't crossing the line, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I mean, they could they could create create a slot for. Look, we could try and solve all these problems, but you could almost have like a like an independent team or have the opportunity for somebody to come in and just race and it's just pure talent that gets it. Or I just right. think that the have... issue is the formula now. That's what yeah. makes it so expensive. Yeah. But they also There's a lot of good in the formula. There right? no, and I, I, I am not discounting the formula. That's where at that's all. where it's, it's tough. The safety where do you draw the line like where right. you're like do we stay stringent on the formula because it is so they, they have tried this before there's so, a reason for it so right. so a few oh, years ago they, they did do this where they wanted to increase the number so right after the 20, 2008 financial crisis so I wish we were all watching Formula 1 pre-2008 I was just like heyday you had Toyota <laughs> BMW Honda Ferrari Ford Mercedes like Every major manufacturer was in the sport. They were racing. They were driving. You know, it was it was fantastic. Two thousand eight financial crisis, gone. Everybody gone. I even I forgot to mention Renault. Like, um, then they had to solve this problem. So they the opened housing up. crisis. Yeah, it was a big problem to solve. Uh, yeah, I, I can imagine why Formula One, why why Ford was like, yeah, we should probably should not <laughs> be anymore. I'll just cut that one. Uh, we're gonna get what's called a. Oh, I guess Ford didn't get a bailout, but everyone else did. 
Remember that time they all flew on private jets well, to go talk to Congress? <laughs> well, well, I mean, sorry, but Ford... How poetic. At, at a point in time, Ford was, I think, second to Ferrari's most winningest Formula One mm-hmm. uh, engine manufacturer. But regardless, long story short, as a ramble on, they opened up the rules and created the budget in a way where more new teams could be created. So you had Vijay Malia, who started Force India. He bought another team. You had another airline magnet from Asia, Tony Fernandez, that started Lotus Racing. So they created like, hey, let's 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 get people, let's get these billionaires to come in. Virgin, you know, what right. Richard Branson came in and started his own team, right. right? So they were able to jazz it up for a little bit and get get a couple of new teams. And I think now they need to do something similar for drivers. I agree. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, but... How does that change the fact? I mean, you're just trying to add more teams by bringing in more people. Not add more teams. I think you take that same mentality and say, my goal is to increase the number of younger drivers coming into the sport. So how do I use money? What levers do I have? What buttons can I push so that you as a team have an incentive to not hire an Alonso, but hire... A Giovinazzi or a well, George Russell what or whatever, right? Alfa Romeo just did. Mm-hmm. I mean, Zoo is a pay driver, thirty million euro from a sponsor. Oh, yeah. We found the denominator. <laughs> euro. He's getting paid in euros. Yes. Excellent. Yes. What if they had tandem F one cars? We got no. Hamilton in the front. No. Tandem in the car. F1 car. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Uh, Leclerc took his girlfriend and his mom in one. They oh. were both on the sides, and they he drove it. They had two sidecars. Yeah, there was two. They each were in Ferrari it. Ferrari has one, and he kept like he kept point. like turning to make sure like they hadn't slid off into <laughs> the wall. <laughs> They're not hanging onto the side pods for dear life. Um, a man just flew from Guatemala to Miami. Uh, in a on F1 the break. Car? No, on uh, the break of an airplane. Really? Did you not see that? No, I didn't. Yeah, know. I did not reach to that. That was. Today or yesterday? Yeah, he survived. So I think anything's possible. Is all I'm saying. Back to I, I mean, I think Valtteri feels like he's been riding on a break his last <laughs> season. Well, I, I think I think what we're all expressing right now is a little bit of frustration as to some of the predictability that comes in, where we right. have to rely on crashes or rain or something to happen. Magic. Part of it's part of it, though. Part of it's part of it. Oh, no. I mean, like a part of part of it is just part of like why they're changing the car. This is true, right? Like, it, it, this is part of the reason why they've implemented. I mean, it's not like F one doesn't realize this. This is like they, they're they're right. trying to make these changes. Well, and I mean, I think Drive to Survive is honestly them trying to create a fresh new look because I think prior to that, if you said F one, it was. Yeah, it's that European recent thing. European. And, and I appreciate. I, don't I appreciate. Like, that here. like, if you're a Williams fan, you celebrate a, a top ten finish. If you're a McLaren fan, you celebrate a top five finish. Like, I, I, I think I one thing I appreciate. You know, you look at. I'll compare it to right now. We're going through kind of the silly season of coaches for college football, mm-hmm. and you know, no one's either. You're winning the whole thing, or no one's happy. Right, it's mm. it's very like all or nothing, where uh, in, in Formula One it's really like there's an expectation going into it, and it's openly expressed by the people running the team, 
But, I mean, just everyone involved. I mean, the team principals are saying, hey, we're racing these guys. Right. These are the people we match up with. These are the people we're focusing on. Right. We're not racing Mercedes. Like, Williams isn't racing Mercedes. <laughs> I, I mean, it's George because... George Russell I, is. I, I, I guess that's a difference. Alpine's between. not racing Mercedes unless they're... Actually, in a situation where, right. like, hey guys, like, we're racing Mercedes Plan D, like, it's happening. <laughs> uh, Plan Infinity F, yeah. like, there's not A, B, C, D. Oh, you mean Doctor Strange is like, and there's I 15 bl- million possible realities. There's one in which you guys win <laughs> up, right? I'm like, all right, so you're saying I have a chance. You're saying there's a chance. Should, uh, we, should we go to uh, silly questions, silly answers, or... Uh... Well, I just wanted to say a quick word about Frank Williams since uh, Matt brought it up. So, we lost... Sir Frank Williams. Sir Frank Williams, who was uh, the founder of Williams Racing, uh, who passed away at the age of 79 uh, yesterday. He... Uh, started F1 at a time when it was kind of still the Wild West. Uh, Ferrari, Enzo Ferrari used to degradingly refer, uh, refer to his team as garagistas because they were the guys who just ran their team out of a garage. Uh, in fact, there's a story about how he, Frank Williams, lost the lease on his factory and was conducting business out of a phone booth for a long time because he couldn't get... <laughs> Uh, he couldn't. He just didn't have money, and this was in the kind of the wild west of of F one when you could just start a team, and you know as long as you had a good driver, you could build a car, uh, plop an engine into it. But uh, he was well, fairly controversial figure. Ayrton uh, mm-hmm. Senna died racing a Williams. There was a lawsuit. He was held responsible in absentia. Could never visit. Uh, the racetrack where the accident happened. Uh, but wasn't that partially, I mean, we don't have to get into this, but that was also partially F1 decreeing their technology illegal. The The final c- cause of death for Senna was the fact, as per the lawsuit, was the fact that the steering wheel shaft broke. And it broke because of a last-minute repair, and the weld was bad. So ultimately, mm. that was deemed to be a cause of death. If you watch the video of Cinna, I know we don't, we're not talking about that. If you watch the video of Cinna, I mean, you see it in the documentary, Clear as Day, where right before he goes, it's like he's turning left, and the wheel just goes right. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing he could do about it. But it's hard for me to blame him for that Formula 1 is a place where you're developing new technologies it's also and an with incredibly that come, well, dangerous with sport. that comes a cost Yeah, it's like you know uh, a scientist performing experience, uh, experiments and something goes wrong and there's a reason why they have showers in labs you know what yeah. I mean there's a reason why they have all these, all these fail safes in labs there's a reason why airplanes have all these fail saves. Well, and I think with F1, and Ashish, correct me if I'm remembering this incorrectly, but back in the 50s and 60s, it was expected that a third of the grid would die. This is true. Well, that's part of the reason why Lewis has done so well. He survived long enough. Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) But the last death was Bianchi in 2014 because the safety improvements have been significant since the 2000s. And, and, that moment with Senna yeah. is a big reason why those improvements have happened. 
Absolutely. And Williams to this day have a tribute to Senna on all of their cars. There's a little uh, Senna helmet logo on the front wing. And it's it's kind of sad, uh, you know, after winning um, seven world championships, I want to say Williams fell into kind of uh, a bad a bad state, uh, you know, finishing last. The team was sold to a private equity group. Uh, at the end of last year so no member of the Williams family is uh, is officially running it so it, it's got it, he's seen the highs and the lows both on the on the personal and the professional front in 84 he had a pretty bad car accident became a quadriplegic and it was in a wheelchair but he still attended every race and he gave um, a chance to a lot of young F1 drivers. Uh, Nico Rosberg comes to mind, Jensen Button, all these guys who ended up becoming world champions, you know, got a chance because, uh, well, you know, Frank Williams put them in, in his car. So it's kind of an end of an era. I think he was the last one of those people who had a connection to kind of the 70s, 80s, 90s mm-hmm. era of, of Formula One and then was in the sport up until, you know, uh, the 2000s. I don't think there's uh, anybody really left um, from from that from that age anymore. So I think that's kind of significant. You kind of wish that the Wild West factor. I mean, it, it really matches what we've been talking about this whole time. It's I, I, the fact that you can just make a team mm-hmm. and just like make it survive and almost will it to the right. racetrack. I think is really cool. Well, it goes uh, back to what we've talked about so much this season that. Now, I mean, you even have to have a ton of money just to be a driver. Yeah. Right. Just right. to have, like, to, to mm-hmm. start in go-kart racing. If you're I a mean, poor driver, it's between a poor driver who's good and a rich driver who's good. The rich driver's going to win every time. Right. Because well, they have yeah. the means to go to more tournaments, better gear, coaches, all of that stuff. So, yeah. it's just a different, a different sport now. Williams is a cool team, uh, just because... I, I like the fact that they are just kind of in, in they are who they are. They, it, it sucks seeing them at the back of the grid right. like they are. Like it, it, it is cool seeing George Russell and Latifi like have those days where they get in. You know, they, they flirt with the top ten. And they've really come into their own. They have. Half They're of both the really good drivers. Yeah. Latifi, I think, is under talked about. Yeah. I think, as much as anybody on the grid. I think next year he will be. He'll, he'll be the George Russell. He went well. He'll be better than whoever his teammate is, for sure. I think that's... Who, who's his teammate? <laughs> Who is his teammate? It's Albon. <laughs> Albon's a good driver, too, man. Albon is a good driver, but... He just I, has uh, to make it through an entire race. I, I, th- I think without... Well, Lewis won't be trying to take him out this time, so... I don't know, what? Mm, maybe. No, Lewis will be focused on his new teammate. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think that's going to be spicy as fuck. Yeah... It's gonna be fun. I really do, cause I think if they say George, let him pass. If I'm George, tell him to catch me. Look, <laughs> Lewis, Lewis is even killed when he's winning. But man, if you if you've got a little say say he loses. Lewis this year. better win it this say, year. Yeah, say he loses this year uh, to Max, and then he's up against George Russell. George Russell doesn't listen to team orders. You're frustrated because this year it came down the wire, and then you got George Russell, this 
I'll call him little boy, little boy, just not listening. You're gonna see what Hamilton's emotions are actually like. Well, we've seen him before. He's been that kid. He's been that kid. He's been that kid. That's the thing. He should be. We're gonna revisit this in a year and see. You know, so I I think it's gonna be a team orders whether one is the first race, one is like nobody's the clear leader, Mm -hmm. versus team orders when there's a championship on the line. And when it's a championship on the line. I don't care who you are, you fall. I do. People. I yes. do think it's but different. But what if they're both vying? That's what I'm saying. I'm really more speaking from what that if, point of view. I do if, think yeah. if yeah. Lewis, Lewis Nico, if Lewis is Hamilton situation where yeah, 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 I don't want to be in Toto's shoes, giving anybody team orders. You let them race. You back. Look, Toto was able to get through that and keep Hamilton. Well, well, there, there's no. It's a no-win situation. Like you're gonna piss off one of your two drivers who's gonna win a championship. So you're like. I'm not going to give any team orders. You guys fucking figure it out. Yeah, you're racing. Figure it out. (laughs) Figure it out. It's like two kids fighting. Mm. Go to mom. Figure it out. That is exactly the kind of father I would be. (laughs) Figure it out, kids. Here's an axe. This one gets a knife. No. Just don't make anyone bleed and don't break my stuff. (laughs) Don't break my stuff. So you're saying violence is okay as long as there's no blood involved. You didn't grow up with brothers, did you? I didn't either. Yeah. Weren't at all boys Catholic school. It was worse. Was it? Fair. You came out okay. I went to public school. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's are we going to hot takes? Stupid questions? Let's combine them. Well, let's let's finish off with a Hot cheers questions. to Sir Williams for doing his thing for decades in the sport and helping cheers. bring us to where we are for better or worse. Cheers. Cheers. I totally missed my chin. Yeah, and <laughs> my, I have a drinking problem. Mario's, Mario's eating the table again. He's like, well, it's made out of the most delicious substance on earth. Wood. <laughs> Plywood. <laughs> you all want to do a, a round of just like hot takes for like this season or next year? Or let's keep it to this season. But like everyone has their like one major hot take with these last two races left. Mm-hmm. We're almost there. We're near the finish line. Predictive hot take the, or just a hot or take? Or just a hot take. Both. Either. Either. Okay. Okay. However you want it to be. Okay. I need okay. a hot take though. Okay. Um. Whitney, you seem like you might have one already. Um, let's see. I feel like, oops. Whitney always has a hot take. I sure. do. I always have an opinion. No opinion. Um, I feel like Gasly probably would have been a better teammate this year, overall, to Max than Perez was. That is a hot take. I think he showed that in a car that. Is hit or miss that he still performs. He oh, he's constantly alone against McLaren and Ferrari, and he's managing to put this car in situations where it otherwise may not have been with a weaker driver, mm-hmm. maybe Yuki. So I think that this year he had his head his head on right. Last year, obviously, he had some stuff going on. I think you I think he would have been a better a better partner than Perez. I think he would have finished more races as well. That's I approve this message. I had not thought about this before, and that is, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that's uh, that makes perfect sense. I don't know if that's that hot of a take. I 
I think it's a high tea. It's a very spicy tea. Yeah. Okay, I'll give it to you. I do like it though, because I I agree. I I think I think. Here's the thing that's weird about Gasly though, is you wonder how his motivation is with Alphatari compared to, to what he was when he Red was Bull? in the Red Bull. Right. Where like, is he driving in a way where he's like, Ugh, I'm gonna catch like Checo's in fourth. I'm gonna. I'm gonna catch him. I'm go- oh, I saw Checo didn't have a good quality. He's like, Danny Rick driving mad. Like he's just driving. Yeah, like like he he his goal is to beat Checo. That's his personal goal, which is a good one. Because yeah. if you're in Alphatari and you're you beating need a Checo, rabbit, you're you need somebody to doing chase. pretty well. Yeah. Oh. Mario agrees. I second that emotion, mother. <laughs> Mario, come back. Um, my hot take is that Monaco completely screwed Leclerc's season. I think he got in his head after Monaco and he hasn't gotten out because he Rem- hasn't. Remind our listeners what happened in Monaco. In Monaco, he was provisional pole mm-hmm. in Q3 mm-hmm. and he put his car on the wall mm-hmm. and snapped his gearbox and did not start at his home race, which he has not ever had a good home race, but this year mm-hmm. he couldn't even start it. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of people mad at him because... People said he threw qualifying, which is what? stupid. Do you not remember this? I don't remember them saying he threw qualifying. I, I, I mean, I remember like how like how excited we were that he was pole because he ended up crashing, and then they still gave him pole because they they cut it after right, that. Right, because they red flagged. Yeah, but... and then he start he. St- kind of did the, the formation lap in his car, right? Or no, mm-hmm. he didn't even start. He didn't, he didn't even start. He, he didn't, didn't even start it, yeah. No, because yeah. he was wearing that polo with the yeah. zipper thingy. Um, <laughs> uh, very European. Very European. To have the, the, polo, the polo with no buttons, but we have a zipper. A zipper, but yeah. I just... But I didn't realize people were, like, thought that he was... Throw, like throwing it oh, or yeah. something because he was provisional pole. Like, how much right? But there were been? other people, including signs, who thought they were on better pace. And when it red flagged, they couldn't finish their lives. oh, so they thought that he uh crashed on purpose. No, I just we've seen great performances out of him in the past, even when he was at Alfa Romeo his r- rookie year. Yeah. And he just, he doesn't have that same fire, and I'm hoping that he finds it again, and that really seemed to be the turning point. Yeah, because he, had he gotten on podium after that? He hasn't been on podium this year, has he? I don't think no. He, no. Last he year, he was, like, consistently he was. on podium. He is, not. he is also a about to take over fourth place in the champion or fifth fourth in the championship drivers champion from Lando. He was a point off from him. Oh, to yeah. add to your point about Leclerc, I think Ferrari giving him that five year contract so early yeah. was probably a bad move. Yeah. From a motivation perspective. And now he's in the middle of it. Can't see the light on either end of the tunnel. He's not doing bad. He's not doing bad, but no. he doesn't have the good. same fire. He wasn't the podium consistent he right. was. Yeah. I mean, well, he's, he's, I feel like he's still living off that big win he had his rookie year. With, well, his rookie year with Ferrari. Uh, at Monza. first year yeah. at Ferrari. Uh, he, he's, he's been living off of that one for a while. 
But I don't think he's living off of it anymore. I think no. that he, I, I think that he is trying to figure out himself, and I think that Monica kind of screwed him up a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. So what exactly was your hot team? Leclerc's season kind of petered off after he Monica. lost his fire after Monica. Yeah. I was gonna say my hot take. If Mario, man, you're gonna play with that right now. Huh? <laughs> That's his hot take. <laughs> Suck it. Chop, I think chop. Carlos will be the more successful driver with Ferrari. I knew you were gonna Ooh. say that. Oh. Leclerc. I've been feeling it for a little while. I just smooth. I don't. Right he, 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 he's. It's it's the consistency that he brings. Um, Leclerc's been just as consistent, but there's a consistency and a level headedness that he brings that. Leclerc's still figuring out. Vamos. But I and think that that's where Leclerc pulls ahead because he may not be consistent all the time, but he has the edge to him that pushes him. And sometimes he lands in a wall and sometimes sure. he lands in fourth. Uh, 50% the of the time, he's 100% of the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I've also I've also always been really impressed with just the way Carlos treats the people on his team. That is and just true. His, yeah. like, his, his teammate-ness. And I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to I don't think that those two would ever like pit each other against each other. I think there's a mutual respect between both of them. I would hope um, so. I think that is the most even-keeled team. But Carlos, man... Weirdly he, enough, Ferrari is, I think, the most even-keeled team. Carlos, yeah, he, he they are. It's, it's Mario Binotto. I think he brings yeah. that, like... That Ross, like... <laughs> can, we, yeah. can we just tone it he, down? Yeah. He, guys, he, he has yeah. ultimately proven that if you speak at a hushed tone, that the people around you will also speak at a hushed tone. I think Ferrari is known for having very chaotic management, very, like, lots I mean, of rapid changes. And so Ferrari of, was sheer chaos. Mm. But we're, we're talking even about, like, that year. We're talking about even as far as, far as the last couple of team principles have gone. That right. It's been very, like... But I think Enzo had a huge impact on all of that, of this is what Ferrari is. An influence on how you're supposed to be moving forward. Are are they, they came up thinking that was, that was the normal. No, like, so, um, God, why is this team forgetting, beating that talk? Uh, the, the French guy who currently runs FI, who was the team principal at Ferrari when Michael Schumacher was running, like, his his management style was very, like, calm, methodical, Mm -hmm. and he... And together with Michael, they built up success. And then the last couple of years, they've had a couple of team principals who were bullies or who had very mercurial management styles and lots of changes. Nobody knew what the hell was going on. Enzo Ferrari. We're talking like... No, I know, but think about what Enzo Ferrari was as a team manager and tell me that what you just described is not the epitome of who he was. True, true, but... Um, yes, lots of similarities, but uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is with the new Benotto, like right. Uh, I think what what do you call him, Whitney? The Kramer. Oh. Yeah, Italian Kramer. Italian but Kramer. is very loud and uh, you know, but he's not like uh, he's as far as uh, personality Kramer goes. from the Mirror Universe. He yeah, just needs he's upside uh, down. He's upside down, Kramer. He's uh, I think he's like shh, just chill out, have have an espresso, have a tea, yeah, calm, and uh, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, uh, what's your hot take, Ashish? Lando Norris will win a world championship before George Russell will. Wow! Coming from the Mercedes Yes! Fabulous. I like it.
Okay. Explain yourself. <laughs> With McLaren? Speak into the mic. I think Lando's matured a lot this year. I agree with that. I, I think I think between the first half of the year and the second half of the year, I've personally seen a lot more growth. Obviously, him and Ricardo are definitely vibing yeah, differently think, than they were at the beginning. We talked right. a lot about how we were like that. There's a generation. Do you think gap getting there. mugged made him grow up? I, 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 I think even before <laughs> the uh, serious uh, question. I mean, he's definitely more observant now. <laughs> uh. On Sorry, another, on another hot take, I think Lando could be James Bond. He's not packing heat. He's like coming from the fucking watch. Uh, no, but but I think even before this season, he's he showed a lot of off-track maturity in talking about like the pressures of being an F1 driver, sure. yeah. mental health issues, so on and so forth. Yeah, he has like the Twitch gamer persona. That's just his age. That's just that's just his age. Yeah. I, I think what you see in him today. I think there's this raw talent, this passion. He he has the potential. I would say to double down on my hot take, you put him and Russell in that Mercedes, Lando wins. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I'm not there yet. Really? I'm not there yet. That's a hot take. I want to see what George Russell does yes. in a top top tier car. Um, Russell really is a phenomenal driver, though. Yeah. Lando has grown on me, though. He has. And I feel like Danny Rick has actually calmed him down. I feel like Danny was sent in to be the... I'm sorry. If you need to calm somebody down, Daniel (laughs) Ricciardo is the last person you would send in that situation. Lando was, like, very high-strung... Ricardo, I think, definitely was like, hey, man, just, like, smoke a little weed, relax. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I think that Danny Rick, while he is obviously outgoing, always has a smile, Mm -hmm. all of that kind of guy, he isn't high-strung. He's the chill, happy, not the, like overly excited, happy, and... But if you think about it, like, in terms of how teammates interact, like, I think Lando probably had a much better relationship with Carlos, and he still does, in terms right. of, like, having, well, their like, their age a... is more similar. They, they're in a, a similar age, similar point Ish. in their career. No, uh, leave it. Signs is 25. He's, like, 26, 27. Tw- 25, 26, whereas Danny Lando's Rick is... Lando's 21. Matthew's... Uh, same age as Danny Rick, and right. I know he wouldn't be hanging out <laughs> with. I, I don't. Uh, I, mean, I think he has enough young. like hangers on and stuff like that that kind of, you know, make up his persona. I, I just think that this year he's matured. The car is better. He, I mean, his performance <laughs> at Spa, albeit he crashed out of it, showed like he's right. he can take the risks. He's He's like 95% of the way yes. there. He reminds me of Lewis Hamilton in his first season. Like, well, Lewis Hamilton likes Lando. Lu- that is the other sign. Like, the fact that subliminally Lewis is like, I see something in this kid. I see something in this kid, and it just comes... Like, when you say stuff like, Lando's such a good driver in the heat of the race, where 95% of your brain is focused on something else, that 5% is operating at like a very deep level, and that the respect is coming out, he sees something in this kid, the way he's he's seeing something in the way this guy drives, in very, very minor things, 
that he's come to a conclusion that he's a good driver. And I trust seven-time world champion Lewis Hamilton's opinion. That's over, a good point. That that is. Or anybody. Do you else. think that but, was his way of trying to get Lando to move to Mercedes? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I don't think Lewis wants to race with Lando. My counter to that is subliminally. Do you think Lewis just doesn't like George Russell because he's more of a threat uh, than Lando is? I I don't. Th- and he's always been more of a threat because he's always been poised to move to be Lewis's teammate, and now he's going to be. This will be the second hotshot driver from Williams that Lewis is going to be racing with as her teammate. The first being a young man by the name of Valtteri Bottas. Valtteri Bottas. So, and then he's 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 raced. With Fernando Alonso being a rookie, with having that guy, he's had he's raced obviously with uh, with Nico Rosberg, who ended up winning the world championship. He he's been around he the block. He don't, I I think he's like don't do anything stupid. Like I think his right. wed, he's wary of Russell, especially after the incident with Boris early season. He doesn't think that this is me projecting, speculating, right, whatever you right, call right. it. He thinks, like, in an even race, he can beat Russell. I completely agree What he doesn't know is, is he such a wild card, such so immature, so untrained, that he may make a mistake, and they're both going into a corner in equally matched machinery, and he takes him out. And he's like, that I don't know, so you need to give me some respect, kid, because you can't just try and win the championship on the first corner of every race. Like, you can't not force gonna, it. You can't force it. You have to have a l- little bit of like maturity to know which battles to give up and which ones to actually fight in terms of winning the greater war. So It's right. just funny because like, I feel like while well, you're saying that, like Max is in the back of the class like, oh no, you can force it. <laughs> <laughs> I will force it. <laughs> Muff that stroke. Re- wreck him. Wreck him. Okay, Matthew, what is your hot take? I already said mine. Carlos oh. Sainz is the better driver for Oh, that was your hot take? That was it, yeah. Oh. That was it. Short and sweet. My Short hot take is sweet. Mario will end up being a very calm lap dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I need As my hand tries for eating. I need my hand for eating. Did anyone have any stupid questions for our stupid answers? Yes. Which F1 team principal will make a really good college football coach in light of the Toto 2 LSU the rumors the rumors it was it was they've LSU has found their coach his Uh, name is Toto Wolf it's not Toto Wolf it is Toto Wolf I would be in every game season ticket holder a little wine here with my beer oh god yum yum that's more than enough enjoy so stupid questions stupid answers which coach which Formula One principal would be the best coach is the question. And where no, would no, they we, go? Not the or, best coach, but like where do you see the matchup? between okay. Because we have so many vacancies sure. right now. Yeah. And then we have a bunch of... We got to do Toto in Alabama. No, 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 no. I see a Christian Horner in Alabama. Really? Because Christian Horner... Yeah. Christian Horner is more... Evil? No, yeah, no nonsense. <laughs> like, I feel like Toto has a little too much Horner, compassion. Horner's Ohio State. Horner, yeah. Uh, yeah. Horner's well, Ohio sense. State where is Toto... He, is he messy enough, though? I feel like uh, Gunter is Ohio State. Gunter can fit into any college program. <laughs> you know this. He's you Gunter, know Gunter this. is like... 
he's Gunter USC. Gunter, Gunter is USC all written all over him. He's just going to get paid. He's going to have some shady shenanigans going on. No, Gunter is Oklahoma, where, like, if you make the playoff, you know you're going to lose that first round game, but, like, you made it. <laughs> you did it. You did You did what you needed to do. Which, sorry to Oklahoma about Lincoln Riley. That was really tough. Also, if we have any Oklahoma fans that are listening. <laughs> Meh. The one. Meh. I, you know, I, I got a couple. Of I, I want Florida to have Benotto because he, I think that's what that program needs right now, is some consistency, some calm Quiet. management who can deal Yoga with instructor style calm. wacky fans, wacky On being face like kind the, of thing. yeah, just like everybody, calm the fuck down. I will do what it takes to bring this program where it needs to be. Even if it means cheating, because that's the Ferrari way. I feel like totally. Yeah. I feel you knew like, this was coming. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like. Fuck them. you again. I don't like them because <laughs> they annoy me. But I feel like. <laughs> I feel like UT would need a Toto because they've historically been really good, and they need to get back to greatness. And they don't Do have they the leadership. We're going with needs they here. Want, like if they fits. want, if they want to get back to greatness, they would need Toto. Because, like... UT doesn't deserve Toto. UT doesn't deserve Toto, but that's the type of coach they would need. Um... Yeah, thanks, Mario. He's just having a little drink of the Truly. Yeah. I don't know. I really enjoyed the Toto to LSU rumors last night. Honestly, Toto to LSU would... Would be I, amazing. I see that as a great Like, fit. Nick Saban would be shaking in his I think boots. that's why I see it as a great like, fit. Because Saban would be like, I'm the best, and I know everything about this sport, but I know Toto, after, like, a year, will no. create his, like... No. I mean, the whole line no. where he says... He's going to Ted no. Lasso no. it. No. It's like no. war planning. Yeah. Like, that idea applies to pretty much anything. If you Toto would be a terrifying general. Oh, so would Christian yeah. Horner. Christian Horner would like cut the, people so fast. The strategic His own abilities. <laughs> I don't know if we should be, you know, Toto, German, troops. Toto's Austrian. Well, wow, that's true. True. Right, but but just <laughs> their <laughs> mindset there. is incredible. You want some? Okay. Do you have a stupid question, stupid answer, Matthew? Yeah. I do. I'm going to think about it for a second. <laughs> uh, let's say 20, like, okay, everyone's talking about how this season is the one of the best seasons in Formula 1 history, right? Uh-huh. And generally, after really good seasons of anything, they have a reunion show in 20 years. So in 20 years... Who do you think would be the ones that are most willing to go on the reunion show? Danny like, Rick. Not Max. Not Max. Max won't even participate when he's in F1. You don't think Max would do like like a tell-all? I think no. Max is secretly petty with this kind of secretly? stuff. Secretly? <laughs> openly. Openly petty. Um, I feel like Danny, I feel like Danny Rick is going to stick around after he's a driver. Oh, I think Danny he's going to be an announcer. There's a reason why. I mean, you look at Danny Rick's, Seb, like, he's got yeah. his merch line yeah. that he puts oh, yeah. up. Like, Seb oh, yeah. is he's, so, Seb is such a nerd for F1. I think he just loves F1 that he would stick around to, um. Seb being, like, around Haas. Yeah. 
when he retires yeah. Yeah. with Nick. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, assuming Nick's going to be a Haas forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he won't. Which he won't. I see Charles actually being kind of a good team principal. We're talking about calm demeanor and stuff. I, I could see you it. You just took this in an entirely different direction. Yeah, but I actually like But like I sticking like around I like reunion it. like he's no, there. No, I like it. Yeah. I see where you're going with this. You're you're applying it like if you're in the reunion that means you're still like involved with it. Right. Yeah, you're not living a quiet I appreciate that spin on it and I like it because yeah, I also like it'd be really cool to see LeClaire and like his younger brother. Yeah. Having yeah. more of those moments. Yeah. Where yeah. like now it's kind of like in passing. It feels like um, I think Signs and Norris and Leclerc would come if Signs was there. So it's like a group thing. Like yeah, I think Signs is a very like inclusive person. Of yeah. hey, I'm going, and it's like oh well, he's going, so I'll go. That makes sense. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Norris would go on his own. No. I just think he's just kind of. Immature. <laughs> to eat sushi. Yeah. No, we're saying who would show up to the 20-year reunion, so who would essentially oh. so, still be so around? So I was saying, like, this line. season's being talked about as one of the best seasons sure. in Formula 1 history. Sure. It's, like, one of the top ones, right? Um, if there was, like, in 20 years, a reunion mm-hmm. episode, mm-hmm. who would you expect to be on it? And the first thing we said was Max would not be there. <laughs> no. no. Max would be... Which is a shame, because he's probably going to win it. Or he might not. I don't know. I picked Lewis. And I'm rooting for something different, but I Lewis is locked in, man. Oof. Don't jinx it, buddy. Don't jinx it. I'm not jinxing it. He did that for half of the teams on Saturday for football. Yeah, yeah I did do that. <laughs> but we said Danny Rick would be there. Yes. And then Seb would still be around. Yes. LeClaire would still be around. Signs would still be there. Do you think Norris would... Like, who's still, like, involved with F1 enough to, like, be a part of that? Kimmy would not show up. No. <laughs> he didn't show Kimmy up to Teresa. <laughs> Alonzo would show up looking for a job. But, like, anybody looking for a driver? <laughs> 61 years old. <laughs> Alonzo's the guy who's walking like, like, uh, walk in. He's like, hey. to all of the new uh, Formula One principles. Like, hello, Fernando Alonso would like to connect. <laughs> <laughs> Two championships. Two. <laughs> 2020, 2021 race winner. <laughs> or not race winner. Podium. Race finisher. Yeah. Participator. Ocon. I, I, I always give him, I give Alonzo too much credit for Ocon's race win, but. Yeah, you do. But did you see that they uh, awarded the Ballon d'Or uh, today? Like I both did. of them. And then they came It was discredited because they gave it to Messi, and Messi did not deserve that award. Ooh. So, well, are we doing hot takes again? Yeah, we're back, we're back on hot takes. Messi's a name at this point. He's not the player that deserved it. Yeah. But hey, what do I know about soccer? Uh, so my, I have a two-parter. So you're a caterer mm-hmm. for the end of year F1 celebration. Mm-hmm. All of the drivers are there. Mm-hmm. Everyone has to eat. Mm-hmm. What are you serving? Part two. Your favorite driver and you are making dinner. What are you, who are you going to eat with and what are y'all going to cook together? Oh. So somebody was thinking about this during Thanksgiving. And it was. <laughs> I was drunk one? and cooking. So you're catering the end of the year F1 party. All of the drivers Let's are there. Let's start with this. They Let's all got to eat. Let's start with this. What are you making? Let's start with this. I'm making chicken tindies because I know Lando will eat it because mm-hmm. he's a child. Okay. He's a child. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Here's what I would do. 
Yeah. I do pigs in a blanket. I'm mm. calling pigs in a blanket for the Ricardos and the Landos of the world because mm-hmm. they'd be like, oh, it's a sausage and whatnot. And then I'd say, sausage en croute. <laughs> sort of the same thing for like the Leclerc's and the bougie people of the world. I'd be like, yeah, this is fancy. Uh, Leclerc's middle class from Mon- Monaco. 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 You see, see what do you say? Middle class and then end it with from Monaco? Like, from it kind of negates the first part. It does. <laughs> That's why it's so funny to say. Yeah. And the second part of your question was, who would you who, eat with? Uh, so, so you and your favorite driver mm. are cooking dinner together. Who's Who are you cooking with and what would you cook with them? Lewis Hamilton, as I mentioned before, has a vegetarian restaurant in London. So I would love to cook for him and I'd make him some. Yes. Cook with him, not for him. With him. Same thing. He would help. He's <laughs> he your sous chef. He'd, he'd be help. making the drivers he'd your sous be chef, like right? mixing some music in the background. He'd be doing his thing. Yeah. He'd be fine. I can see it being a chill night. He would just be sitting there like, I'm just so grateful for yeah, this. Yeah. And like you being Fair. here in Fair this hand moment. Hand yeah. Yeah. Like we were just brought yeah. together today. Yeah, this, this is it. He'd wear some and kick ass clothes. It'd be a chill, fun night. With, you'd have to get some from his closet for sure. Be like, I would. <laughs> be like, Louis, bro, I know you got something you ain't worn in a long time. You wouldn't even realize you were missing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bring his okay. dog, it'd be fun. For the last race, can you dress as your interpretation of a Lewis Hamilton outfit? Yes. I, I neither have I, the yeah, clothes. No, you're going to need to borrow More... Ronnie's clothes. You're going to need to borrow I would Ronnie's not, clothes. I don't think Lewis Hamilton wears a lot of, like, pantsuits. <laughs> or whatever. He wears long, long shirts. They're like the the. Did you see we wore the last I'm like pulling up right now. I'll show you. Wears a lot of long stuff. Okay, who Go are ahead. you? So for the catering, I think I would just kind of do like a general like chicken and mashed potatoes, and then have a vegetarian option. You got You got to think of Lando. I can do it. And that. who are you cooking with? I would. I think I would cook with signs. I love that answer. And I. He's a big burger guy. I would not do burgers. I would do tacos with him, you and I would what? teach him how to deal with some spice. No oh, El Paso. No El Paso. No El Paso. No like El Hey, buddy. Let me tell no you. No El Paso. None. Um, no, we, I know his nickname is Chili and he doesn't like spicy foods, but, um, we're going to break him of that. We're going to break the spice, break the spice. Okay, Matthew, who are you, who are you, uh... I'd rather you go first. Okay. Because you've been thinking about it for a while. So, I'd make chicken dinners for catering because I also, a couple weeks ago, Matthew and I went to an event that had a buffet... And Matthew went through the chicken tendies line, uh, awesome. I think Twice, he had 12 chicken well, okay, my defense, <laughs> this background, the only thing they had available at this buffet, and it was 12-year-old Matt's dream, chicken tenders, mm-hmm. ranch dressing, mm-hmm. and Sausage corn dog bites. <laughs> Pigs in a blanket. And if you didn't want that, they had a huge fucking pretzel. <laughs> who catered this? And who was the intended audience? This is Children. American Actually, football It was game. 21 and over, so it was only adults allowed. <laughs> Go Hawks. Was what was the, the catering best. budget? Like twelve dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and fuck anyone. It was it was a dream come true for us. Uh, I love it. So I love it. That one, yeah, I feel like universally enjoyed. I really liked signs as an answer. Um, I feel like who would also be pretty good at it. I feel like oh, so 
Gasly in his stories, he he likes to go out. He likes to eat and stuff. So I feel like he would enjoy. He is some, French. Yeah, he would enjoy some fun food. And I think I'd also want to cook with Perez just to compare how my grandma made sofa pias versus how his family made sofa pias. Mm. Yeah. 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 Uh, thought about this a lot. So <laughs> if I'm catering for the grid, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna do a crawfish boil. Oh. Yeah, you are. Because I, I've learned over the years at a crawfish boil, I, I just love every different reaction people have the first time they are part of one. And I'd imagine that all 20 of them, it would be their first time being a part of like a Louisiana. Oh, for sure. Cajun style. Oh. For sure. You know what I mean? Cajun like crawfish style. boil. Um, you know, it's not, it, it, all these guys come from a lot of money, and if they don't come from money, they have a lot of money now, mm-hmm. where crawfish boils, I mean, it's literally, it's boiled, they're called mud bugs, you know what I mean? Like, you put, it's very, like, poor man's food, you mm-hmm. put newspapers on a table, you grab a beer, and it's a really great setting, I think you, you'd have people kind of lower their guard a little bit, and you get to know people a little better. Nice. It's also so family style that right. it really yeah. is. You just start a, grabbing there together. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Everyone loves There's the no food because the flavors are always perfect. Well, you can find something you want. Like, Lewis would have mushrooms, corn, potatoes in And there. he'd be good. Yeah. And he'd be good. Absolutely. Now, if I'm cooking for one person, it'd be Valtteri Botas. <laughs> and it's because he's Finnish. Mm-hmm. And I would have, we would cook some fried chicken together. He's more of a porridge and like. I don't know though, man. He frequents the U.S. in these very random places that I feel like only have pubs to eat at. He seems like a pub guy. Like he's in Kansas. He's in Colorado. That's a hot take right there. I feel like he appreciates like like a good like. I bet fish and chips. I bet he crushes. Yeah. Then there's Yuki and his YU beef barbecue. Yuki would be really fun too to hang out with. I think Yuki would be cool to just like. Hey Yuki, hey, you're not working right now. Like, let let it rip with the swear word. I think bro. he is a ball of energy. I feel like Yuki is just always drinking a a Red Bull, and he should have stopped like a case before he does. No, now, just... to your point about Gasly, though, and this is kind of a spin on your question. Yeah. If someone was ta- if I was picking a driver to take me out to dinner, it'd be Gasly. Oh yeah. Ooh, but where? In France. Oh. In France. In Paris. Any place in, oh, all right, there we go. I'd want him I'd, I'd, I'd want him to be like, he'll show you some good time. Yeah. Or any party city in the world. He'd be yeah. like, oh, I know a place. The I only thing about guy. Hamilton, yeah. though, is I feel like Hamilton, because he's such a, like, a good person, he would do something like he thinks everyone in his group, I feel like he does things, now he's got a pretty tight circle, it seems like, but like I feel like when he does things in a group setting, it would be like something that, like, oh, what does everybody else want to do? And then he kind of like does his own version of it, so he's almost like somewhat always fine. somewhat disconnected hmm. um, from everything happening because it kind of has to be. Yeah, he's got a lot of followers on Instagram. He seems like he goes to a lot of house parties, and house parties are stressful to well, me. Well, he probably leaves so by eleven o'clock. He probably does. Like he makes an appearance. He's like, yeah. I'm done. He probably leaves yeah. whenever he wants, and he's like, "Oh, I'm a." You know. He seems like an Irish exeter. And they, but when you're when you're a seven time champion, people are just like, "Oh yeah, well you know he, he, that's how you win seven champions." It's like you he, go home and you go to sleep on time and you eat well and you work out and you take care of your body and you don't really have like a social life. I mean, these guys are like on the road like all the time, most of the you don't really meet yeah. people. 
I mean, if you think about the season, like... You see the same people in different places. It's like the opposite of, like, when you travel, you see other people. Yeah. <laughs> it's the constantly. opposite. They travel in F1, and they just see the same people everywhere they go. It's they probably like, go home to see different people. That's what yeah. I'm saying. And I bet Ricardo loves breaks, because he's like... like he, he stayed in Austin, I think, for an extra week, just well, to, like, be with like other people. He just wanted, he wanted to go to uh, Mexico. I, Ricardo, I can see running into like just Austin, just wandering around with like a Fosters and like a big. Knife oh, Ricardo like, and Austin. Out <laughs> you say a big as far as like going out to dinner style. In a big Foster. As far as going out to dinner goes, you go to with Ricardo to Austin. I feel like the people in Austin, Ricardo, are so like intertwined at this point. Just what is that like? They've been, oh yeah, it's, it's like Danny. Like Danny, oh come in the back. Like we we saved barbecue for you. Oh, you got friends too. Great, because this is the south and we made way too much right nice yeah Ashish who would you go to dinner with I, Lewis Hamilton you no. just uh, Lewis across the board we're just Lewis across Lewis, the board like, Lewis <laughs> like take me to the best like vegetarian spots and he's like let me take you to the secret club and there's like no sign you're going to a club Ashish I'd go to a club with Lewis Hamilton any day <laughs> I, yeah I mean I'd go yeah. I'd go anywhere with Lewis Hamilton He's like, let's hop on Same. my private jet. We're going to Ibiza. I'm like, all right. <laughs> like, Ronnie, don't stay up. <laughs> Are you kidding? She's holding on to the brake, too. <laughs> she's, like, she's, like, she's like, wait a minute. I got points. I'll meet you there. <laughs> you know she would. She would be on the brake. Hey, what was the joke in 30 Rock? It's like, we're going to the secret you know, island of the Lewis. Oh, I thought you were saying like, you know, we're going to a second you. location with Ibiza. We're going shirt that says that. I know. Ronnie, we love you. Never go to a second location with a hippie. <laughs> I mean... Hey, rude. <laughs> honestly, you know, never go to a second location after midnight. It's a great rule of thumb. Well, we've broken that rule many times for uh-huh. apparel. Not recently. We need to change that. That gas station after the LSU game where it came from our Uber. And and the guy comes up to us as we're waiting on the Uber and he goes, Man, it's nice like this. When you can't find an Uber, you just want to drive drunk, huh? I mean, mean, it's just like, (laughs) No. Uh, Remember when you and I let a girl drive us to a club and she, while driving, goes, I just want to get my Coke fix. Uh, And we're like, Oh. I can drive. By the way. <laughs> We're cool. We're cool. I'm not here out of necessity. Uh, I can do this. Well, we got two races left. Two races left. We've all called our shots. Who did you say? You said Lewis. It was Lewis. Everyone said Lewis, but me. I think it's gonna be Max. Even though I'm again lukewarm about either one. Yeah, I mean, I, I look. Like I said, I, I would be more happy if Max won than if Lewis won. But I do appreciate what Lewis has accomplished. I think a lot of people take it for granted his accomplishment. These last two races are also definitely more geared for Lewis. Well, they've they been are. so smart with their with their engines and their grip penalties and how they've, they've managed their cars. Um, General Wolf. Yeah. It's a new track. Nobody's raced there before. Night race. There's that impend. I think the pressure is on Lewis as opposed to Max, though. Oh, it absolutely. Oh, is. Lewis is oh, Max is driving like there's no pressure on him. Like even last week, he was like, oh, "I got second. Let's go. I'm still yeah. first." I feel like they also have a. I feel like they have a weird plan. Too. So if Lewis wins the next two races, does he win? 
if Max is second. If, if Max is second, so if uh, what I what I read when they were doing the points, if Lewis wins the next one and then Max comes in second and wins fastest lap, they're tied. So if the next one, which Max would win because he's won more races. Mm-hmm. Well, that's if, just if this it, race. That's this race. Next race. There's seven and. Yeah. No, nine and seven right now. So next race, if Lewis wins, it's seven. It's they're nine and eight. <laughs> and then if Lewis wins the last race, then they're both tied on the race wins, and then it'll come down to points. In and if Lewis wins the last race and the next race, which I said that very out of order, Lewis uh, would have to run the he, table to win. Well, no, yeah, he would win. He can. That would be the greatest comeback. He can. I mean, there were like there's there's we're recorded saying Max is running away with this. This season is pretty much over. Maybe yeah, you said that. I didn't I, say it's over. I said Lewis. Lewis was saying sat, Lewis, out of his mouth, was sounding defeated. He was. He, he was. came back like a phoenix arising <laughs> from the ashes of his. Supposed but he's also well, it ain't over till it's over. He's also Bye. one. Of, he's also the greatest driver of all time. They're athletes. They're not. He's not just going to give up. That's how those athletes have won so many uh, championships. Unfortunately, we never we never give credit to greatness until after it's done. So, once Lewis is done racing, I think is when people will truly understand how good it is because people aren't going to come close. Like Max, let's say Max wins it this year. Mm-hmm. Like he still has a lot of catching up to do to catch up Lewis's career overall. I well, mean, it's right? kind of similar to like. Tom Brady, I think if Tom Brady had stayed with the New England Patriots, I don't think in as nearly as many people would give him as much credit for how talented he is versus him going to the Bucks and winning a Super Bowl with a different team. First year. Absolutely. First year. Because they would have said it was Bill Belichick, yeah. cheating, right. all of these rules going his way. And so you move. He proved it. Now everyone's going to think a little bit differently. And the last guy who won a world championship other than uh, Lewis Hamilton literally quit after that. He's like, seven days later, I can't do this for another year. Cannot do it. Max, I think, can do it, but seven years... You think he regrets that, Rosberg? I think... He likes his life. I think the thing that Lewis recognizes is how to build a team of people around him. Like, he's made comments to the effect of, like, look, if I don't finish, there's, like, 2,000 people at a factory who are not going to get their Christmas bonus. Max, like when he says, and thanks to the team, like yeah, somebody fed him that line. Like you need to fucking say that shit. Because it's not, Lewis it, says the th- same exactly, thing. Exactly right. He, I don't think Max has a team that's built around him by Christian Horner. Yep. I don't think he has a lot of stuff handed to him, sure. at least from the public perception mm-hmm. that I see. Sure. I don't see him as a guy who's like building a team atmosphere or... Max is very dry. Well, that's also the culture he's that Toto's developed dry. with. Uh, Toto said it himself, though. Toto said it where he's like, every person here has a place. Well, so I think I it's think, part of the overall culture think, and Lewis buying into that. I think Toto and Lewis have built that together, though, right. because Toto does not come off as a guy who is prayer hands, I'm so grateful, whereas Lewis, I think he truly does believe that and I think if I ever had to spend a lot of time with him I would be vaguely annoyed with him yeah. because of his hyper yeah. optimism and nah, gratefulness. He'd, love it. he'd, love so, it. he'd be like he'd be like, Erica, I'm just 
part of the entire team like lunch, a dinner before the Mexican Grand Prix. Like, right. as a way of That's saying thanks. If Max did that, it's like Max's PR person is like, look, I think what the data shows is that the yeah. team sentiment towards you is trending negative. I would right. recommend a, 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 a sorry, team yeah, lunch. Cap it at $15. And Max is like, should we cap it at like uh, 15 Like, what are we, are we talking chicken tenders? Do, we, right. do they like, get a drink? They what are they doing? Give We're going to talk to Max. Show, right? Max. Like, this is pesos? <laughs> no, I think it's because Christian Horner gave Max the keys to the kingdom kind of thing. Yes. Yep. And it goes, Max talks to Christian. Christian talks to everybody else. Max doesn't have to deal with anybody. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm a professional. And, 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 I, came, I come here to do my job. You guys come here to do your job. Like, a, it's a fine. Well, Checo's doing something uh, another number two driver hasn't with Max, which is he's made his place known. Yeah. And he's earned his way to where, like, they... Like, the 2022 car, I'm expecting Checo to have a big jump yeah. next year. But it's also about culture, too. Like, in the Hispanic yeah. culture, it's very family. Right. Come to the party. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just showing up. Max, uh, Lewis grew up from, like, very humble beginnings. Again, every you know, you're coming to the cookout kind of thing. Whereas, I don't think Max, I, I'm not sure how his, you know, how Dutch culture is, but it, they don't seem like... The party hardy he's, kind of people. I, I feel like he's been like groomed since he was a uh, like a little kid to be a world champion. Like an yeah, because don't forget his dad was an F one driver. He, I mean, his they mom were young. was a race car driver. Like it's all like. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had a meme of that or so, a gif, gif yes. meme. Yes. Yeah. Whatever yeah. it is. Uh, yeah, I, I. Sometimes Lewis though does sound a little. I understand scripted. what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not even scripted. It's, it's the, that he's wired now. It's the the. He covers his bases. It seems no, like it's the way that he phrases things seems so unrealistic that a human could actually feel that way about the rest of the. Well, world. it's like last week's we're race. We were we were watching Lewis. we were watching Lewis in last. And I think week's he race. generally does feel that grateful, but I don't understand how he has the capacity to do so. Well, like at the end of it, and that probably says in, a lot about me. We're well, we're in. We're talking about how the fan base looks like he was freaking hired, right, to attend, and he's just like, it's, before we get started, I just want to say how great the fan base has been since. Hey, everyone here, thank you for coming out. Okay, I will. I will. So having seen him in his rookie year, interact with fans when the TV cameras weren't running, I can guarantee you there's a genuineness about him. No, and that's. That's what is wild to me because I don't understand how a human can genuinely cool. be like that. I think it's cool, but it's bizarre to me. I think he's worked a long time to gain that perspective. Like, so if yeah. you followed his career, like there was definitely a time where, like, the fame and everything caught up to him. Like, he had a bad relationship with his dad. He got engaged, and, and you know, like that broke up. Career wasn't really going well, and they came to Mercedes. I think Nikki Lauda had a good, had a great. Influence. influence on him and kind of like right size him. Which Nicky Lauda would be the one person able right. to do He's that. like, hey man, there's a lot more to this world yeah. than fucking racing cars. Like, if you don't appreciate the people head. around you, like, and then you, you should do it because you love it and you, because you love being the people, you know, the people around you and you're like, okay, fine, I get it, Nicky. And I think that was that like yeah. moment where everything is, is clicked for him. He's like, yeah. there's more to life than being a race car driver. I'm going to get into social justice. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And it doesn't detract from me being one of the best F1 drivers there is. And 
I'm super grateful for every day that I'm here on this earth because nobody else gets to do it. Boom, done. And I think he's yeah. just that that person. I know we're running long, but I want to ask we're this. Long. We're running really long. Uh, this is gonna be by well, far. That's what happens when you open a bottle of Indian Wells. We are looking for sponsors. <laughs> looking You're at local. you, we're, we're local. local. Thanks, Adrian and Jimmy, for bringing that yeah. over on Thanksgiving. Uh, yes, absolutely. Thank you. This delicious bottle. Um, my question is: So Vettel obviously has been very outspoken recently. Mm-hmm. Has Vettel always been the type to no. be outspoken, or has he kind of piggybacked off of Lewis's? I don't think he's outspoken. Been, I, I think I think he's also had a. Had a moment of maturity. I think he was young, hotshot driver. Did questionable things when he was racing with Mark Webber at Red Bull. Um, you know, also one of those guys who came up really young. Um, I, I think he's had a couple of kids. I think he's he's also gained perspective. I think that's a that's a difference. Of, that's a that's what's happened is he's gained perspective. Like it was only a couple of years ago at Azerbaijan where mm-hmm. he got pissed off and banged his wheels against Lewis's and it, you know and that was of like i mean there's unsportsmanlike and then there's whatever Blatant. like Bettel did and since then like obviously they had a private conversation that neither of them has ever spoken about but they've gotten on good terms and now he's you know fighting the good fight fighting the good fight yeah yeah i cuz i it seems like Everything people say about Vettel is seems more recent as far as the off the track stuff that he does. Well, mm-hmm. when you have kids' perspective, you're sure. thinking, "How am I going to present myself to these, to these spawn? I'm their leader. They follow me around. So how how are you going to present yourself? You're going to be banging into other race car drivers, being a bad sport, or are you going to stay after yeah. the race and pick up trash? Because well, and he's lucky enough to be good enough to where he can make those mistakes and still be in Formula One. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, right. very true. I, I hope that the younger generation of F one drivers learn something from these guys. I think I they hope are so too. Yeah. yeah, but you're also gonna have the maxes. You'll always you'll always have the other the other uh, yeah. the, the pure drivers mm-hmm. where I'll call it that where it's like it's all about racing. It's not really about anyone else. Well, Max has had his blinders on since he was a little kid. Right. That's yeah. that is his life. Like he doesn't know outside of it. It's also and racing is his life. I mean, you see him on off weekends where he's in the pad, he's in the paddock for other events. But what and do you think he does outside of racing? Hangs like, out with his girlfriend who gosh, is a racing fleet chaser. What is <laughs> no, it? No, no, no. Chaser? She's the daughter of Nelson Piquet, who is yeah. a former former one driver. Yeah, they yeah. just met, like him and Verstappen just met like a couple of weeks ago for the first time. They've been together for a while. According to Kelly Piquet's Instagram, which I saw on Reddit. <laughs> well, good for them. You know what? Bowling That's a video team. I'd like to see. It's it's those moments where these really famous people go through the things that you go through as like an, anyone goes through, where it's like meeting the parents for the first time. They've been together for almost a year, though. But I'm, if I, not longer. That's but the shit I would love to season. see. I mean, that's been... I would love to see just I'm like. I'm sorry, what's he couldn't meet like a that? former F1 driver <laughs> in an F1 race. I mean, I'm Max Verstappen. I don't know. Again, Max, Max blinders. <laughs> <and> <laughs> blinders <laughs> I'm sorry, Schmacks. <laughs> Verstappen. 
Well, you know how you walk in, like, everyone obviously knows who you are, but you walk in, like, hi, Matt Glover, you know, hi, nice to meet you, you know, it's like, oh, oh hi, I'm... Oh, you places where everyone knows who you are. I'm... Everyone well, knows When you're dating, right, when you're dating, it's like, imagine this guy walking into a house and be like, hi, I'm Max Verstappen, I'm kind of nervous. Make, he wants to like, make a good impression, just right. like everyone else. My mom brought a plant to my grandparents' house the first time she <laughs> met them for dinner, because she didn't yeah. know what dish to bring, so she brought him a plant. Yeah. <laughs> that was, you gotta bring yeah, like this is a metaphor like I will always be well <laughs> we can talk into the air all night long as you can hear but it is time to wrap up this edition hey, of wrap it up Pod. thank you for joining us and we'll be back next week with a recap of What's Saudi Arabia Saudi Arabia Jeddah mm-hmm. that's the city Oh, I was like, are we sponsored by Jedda now? (laughs) Not a VW. J-E-D-D-A-H. Oh, God, I got it. Do you got it? Troy Butsu Barnes. (laughs) I don't know what that was, but okay.